As banks go increasingly digital, customers' nerves are becoming increasingly frayed. That's the finding from the recent study of 49,000 banking consumers by Accenture. People feel banks have lost the human touch, which means customers are going elsewhere for services, and that's bad if you're a bank. Hello, I'm Anisha Tank, an investor, broadcaster, and coach, and you're listening to the Accenture Enterprise Transformation Podcast. In this series, I talk to leaders from Accenture and their partners. Together, we explore how every part of every business can be transformed by technology, data, and AI, combined with new ways of working and new opportunities for growth. We look at how cloud is the enabler, data is the driver, and AI is the differentiator. So in this episode, we meet NatWest Group, a relationship bank for the digital world that is breaking down barriers and building financial confidence among 19 million people. Its customers include families and businesses in the UK and Ireland. Partnering up with Accenture in their multi-year transformation journey, NatWest is embracing the call to action to reimagine customer as well as colleague experiences while driving digitalization. And as ironic as it seems, they're using generative AI to do it, a technology that's likely to have a profound impact right across NatWest's businesses and not just in retail. So there's lots to work with here. Joining me to deep dive into the topic for this episode of Enterprise Transformation is Dr. Shantanu Bhattacharya, Chief Technologist for Data and Analytics at the NatWest Group. Hello, Shantanu. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Manisha. Thank you so much for inviting me this wonderful opportunity to speak about digitization, data, AI, and the newest toolkit that everyone is talking about, generative AI, chat GPT, and so on. Looking forward to an exciting conversation. Likewise, it's very interesting when you have so much exciting technology at your fingertips. We also have with us Ujwal Jyoti, Managing Director, Accenture FS India. Ujwal, how are you? I hope you're looking forward to this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me here, uh, Manisha. It's, it's a real honor to share the stage with The Economist and Dr. Shantanu, who's been a friend and a client. I've always been a big fan of uh, the kind of future tech or his future vision. And we've been talking a lot on some of these topics that we are going to cover, right from the data to artificial intelligence to the generative AI. And looking so very forward to have this conversation with both of you. Brilliant. Well, let's get started. Shantanu, NatWest describes itself as a relationship bank for a digital world. But I'd love for you to elaborate a bit more on this and what it really means. Tell us why helping customers at every step of their life is a core driver for the bank's strategy. And what role does data and analytics play in all of this? Great question, uh, Manisha. I do get asked, you know, um, as I was uh, mentioning before this conversation, the data, AI, digital, etc. has become a bit like a party conversation nowadays. And people are asking, hey, what's the difference between the post-COVID world where we are doing a lot of things, like we are doing shopping, banking, groceries, ordering food a lot more than we did before. In terms of banking, banks have been operating uh, in a very similar manner. We had outlets, retail branches. Sometimes we will have also places where you had open banks in term, uh, temporarily in terms of new expansion areas or disaster areas and so on and so forth. But in the 300 years, in the case of RBS or the NatWest Bank, 
we have been pretty much doing the banking the same way until about 10 years back or so, right? Now think of what the digital has done. You have shrunk the 2,000 square foot bank space into a 20 square inch mobile device. You cannot really do the business the same way that you have done before, which is a product out because you have thousands of products and fitting the thousands of products in a 20 square inch screen is extraordinarily hard, right? Uh, so what have we done in order to transform into this new world of digital, right? We had to do a brutal amount of simplification of our products and services. Instead of thousands or sometimes tens of thousands of products, we had to shrunk it down to hundreds, right? We're still in the process of doing that. And second thing, now that the world has shrunk and it's become far less number of options, we had to be very good in figuring out what makes sense for which customers. So we had to go build really good recommendation engines, right? The next big actions. Suppose you come into our app today and you, um, we have to today guess, right? What are the thing, reason you're coming for? Uh, based on the data that we have had, so we might have seen a, just for example, large deposit in the account of 20,000 pounds. So you could probably guess that this 20,000 pounds reason you are logging in today, maybe to invest the 20,000 pounds, maybe to pay a part of the loan you have with us, or maybe to set up a new account for your child's education, right? So understanding those and getting you the contextual option has become extremely important. So now that you know that what are the two things you need to do, right? Brutal simplification and figuring out sort of the next best option. These are sort of the two tasks. When you look at a world from customer inwards, we had to really go build the world's best, what I call is a customer database. We call it the customer DNA, which means getting understanding every aspect of your life, your life journey, your stages of life, you know, your latest transactions, and so on and so forth. Build a massive database of that in order to understand where you may be. And then build what you call is the NBA, right? Next fresh access. Uh, these are the typically two areas you start with. And then the way you build the entire system is sort of do a bit of a circular loop. You get data on the customer, you give them recommendations, you f and then you look at which recommendations they're accepting or acting on, which allows you to enrich the data, and it really allows you to understand the customer far better than you did before in the last iteration. And that's the sort of the virtuous cycle grows within a bank, and this is where the data and analytics uh, comes into being and becomes sort of the main driver for all our interactions with the customers. Yeah, remarkable. So you're here you are, you've got all of this data that's helping you understand customers better. It's also giving you indications as to what they might be doing with their money and which products they require. But I have to say, let's talk about this Accenture Banking Consumer Study, uh, because as I said before, customers' nerves are becoming increasingly frayed. I'm a customer of a bank <laughs> and I really resonated with the survey because I'm of a generation that was used to going to a branch, that was used to talking to people. Gen Z are growing up with apps and digital interface from a much younger age. So Ujwal, with many businesses, the customer's key. I have to say that I resonated with the Accenture Banking Consumer Study. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? What did you learn about customers and their wants and their needs? Oh, thanks, Manisha. It was a great survey. I think it was Personally, it was an eye-opener uh, for me and some of my clients 
with whom I, I discussed that customer survey that we did across the globe. Uh, let, me, let me give you a little bit of an insight before I go into the deeper details. Only 63% of the customers that we surveyed are using mobile banking to check their account balances. And just so that uh, it gives a sense that while we have come a long way in the digital journey, how much is it getting used and what's the essence of still having the deep personalization that we spoke about? You know, a lot of millennials and the Gen Zs, they are still starting their relationships outside of the banks. They are frequently using new providers, uh, you know, way more than some of the uh, folks that six, uh, sits within the 65 plus years category. You know, despite having, uh, you know, all these digital channels, only 67% of the customers uh, would like to go back to the branches just to have the credible and the stable sort of a conversation, especially when it comes to their own financial needs, uh, their own financial investments, uh, you know, to buy more complex products. And it is all, you know, uh, uh, directs or points us towards in the whole digitalization journey that we did in the last 5-10 years, we somewhere lost touch with the human uh, uh, banking. And that's a big topic uh, most of the banks are now discussing. Uh, most of it has to happen in the next uh, uh, few years. And that's where the power of data and the power of AI is going to fascinate this whole world. And it's going to completely transform the way we look at banking what the banks will also are now trying to do is to go beyond banking. One such more insights that came out of that survey is that the customers are two and a half times more likely to invest in banking products embedded in non-banking channel. Now, that's a big, big piece of work that is still and, and the whole uh, era of APIs will evolve in the next five to 10 years. The banks will now also have to start thinking about offering non-financial products you know uh, kind of creating a lot of lot of our enterprises are now creating marketplaces where they sell uh, real estates cars travel hotel stays uh, you know that survey shows around one third would would you know such purchases will happen from non non-financial uh, channels you know that's a very very big ticket uh, item that the banks will now start to think about uh, you know, last but absolutely not the least, we'll have the banks will now have to explore new frontiers in the mid to you know long term future and explore the technologies such as metaverse, NFTs, uh, you know, and and come up with the new and growing services to offer back to the customers, and that that summarizes how important the human touch, you know, and to get back that human touch in the banking if the bank has to sustain. So that that kind of uh, summarizes how I looked at it, Manisha. Great stuff, thank you. And it's very encouraging to hear that you're trying to get back that human touch. And I can already see it in my mind's eye, the idea of walking into some virtual bank in the metaverse and speaking to my bank manager. It sort of emulates the experiences that we had when I was younger, but you know, we all have to move on, don't we? And we all have to grow and we have to learn. And that's exactly what this process is about. 
the way we used to bank isn't going to be the way that we bank in the future. And it's possible for us to evolve. What I think is quite ironic and interesting about this story is that the application of generative AI, around which there has been a lot of discussion, is a solution to giving banks back the human touch. <laughs> but, you know, um, Shandana, it would be lovely to hear from you if you could share some examples of how you're going to leverage it. Thank you, Manisha. Generative AI, as yeah, we just, just just talking, is the latest and the greatest toolkits that are doing things that we could not have even imagined a year back, right? So, for example, in the bank uh, and outside, what you're looking at, uh, people are using it for generating images and text for marketing. They're uh, building out games, writing codes, so on and so off. And you have been hearing about one new application pretty much every hour that you can think of. Five years from now, I can think of the entire banking app being a very different uh, thing. You essentially will talk to something called an app or maybe not even an app. Tell them what you need and it will figure out from your context, from your past, from your CDNA, from the recommendations you worked on and so on. And will give you simple recommendations. But you're still five years away from that, right? So today what you've done, we have started by working on small steps. Um, we are looking at the pan bank wide activities, asking people what they think they can do with generative AI and looking at the top of three or four applications so that you can start building out tools. We can start piloting, figuring out how not only the technology works, but how do humans work with them, right? And given um, the what the customer touch points are, how people use technologies internally, and so on. We have come up with two or three things that sort of rise in the top of the uh, totem pole. The first one is the customer communication, right? We have already have had chats, bots that our customers are in using um, for a while now. They're comfortable doing it. It's not a new technology that they need to interact with. You are trying to figure out how to build those based on GNI and make them more contextual, more human-like, right? The second area we are looking at is the customer safety. Um, you know, monitoring and flagging suspicious activities and accounts. That's something that we do already, but with a um, combination of technology as well as sort of human input, when they're trying to merge them and make them better using a GNI-based technology. The third area of example would be what we call is an assisted productivity. We're also looking at how do you make our engineers, for example, uh, more productive, right? Um, the can they help? Can we enable them to write the better write better codes, right? In a more structured way, uh, can you make the software development lifecycle more efficient? So we have another program that sort of. Uh, working on that. These are the, some of the top two or three examples. We can probably speak for hours, given how the GNI is essentially becoming all-consuming. But this gives you probably a sense of where uh, things are going to come in terms of, mostly in terms of keeping, you know, interacting with the consumers, um, keeping them safe, as well as helping the bank improve the you know productivity and make better products for the consumers. Those are some really interesting examples. Thank you for sharing those. And I think what it underlines is generative AI can do the job that it otherwise would have taken a massive workforce to do. It's also automated, it's sped up, and it's incredibly efficient. But with that comes a very important question for you, Ajwal, which is, you know, this is 
causing a bit of a spike in fear around jobs. Does it lead to more or fewer job opportunities within banking in the future, leveraging this type of technology? Absolutely not. At least on a personal note, I absolutely think that if at all anything, it will add more jobs. What will it require is that uh, a lot of us will have to kind of continually upskill ourselves to understand these technologies and how can they be used to solve some of these problems. But also, a lot of this will uh, depend on how fast you do it. I don't see a, a reason for us to become uh, worried about it. If at all, it will lead to more jobs. Yes, each one of us will have to put more gas in, into ourselves to learn some of these new things so that we stay relevant. That is good to hear as well. And, and, you know, I often hear it said that there are many jobs that are going to come into existence over the next decade that we haven't even thought of yet. So you're quite right. It is an evolving process. Well, look, we are almost out of time, gents. Shandanu, I'd like to give you the last word on how you see things in the banking industry evolving. Given the opportunity of generative AI, which you've already talked about, what would be an ideal outcome for you? All right. So I will try to uh, answer it in the context of not necessarily only banking industry, but also any of the industries that are going undergoing a digital transformation, right? The digital transformation driven by AI, data, and now generative AI is something that is going to be not only uh, required to be done, but it's also going to be something that will ensure a business viability, you know, 10 years from now, right? Uh, the way I can think about it, uh, the way the uh, banks and other enterprises, large enterprises will evolve, there's sort of three or four pillars of it. Uh, the first and foremost, you have to get a very, very simplified um, journey and the uh, you know path of the customer, the customer journey to deal with you, to interact with you, right? The customer should be dealing with you in a much more simplified manner. Uh, which will eventually drive into the simplified org and processes. You cannot have a simplified customer journey, uh, but have a complex and um, you know outdated org and the processes, right? Um, which both of them will eventually reduce to a uh, reduced cost structure. Uh, and then a combination of all of these, right, will also improve the customer experience, which will drive the customer satisfaction and will drive the top line. So the idea behind digital transformation is not necessarily just reduce cost and uh, and the, you know get into a simplified structure and the customer journey. The idea is also to improve the customer experience dramatically, which enables you to drive new sources of revenue and makes both the top line better, the bottom line leaner, and the customer experience uh, better. Sort of a nirvana that everyone has been trying to achieve for uh, the past eight, 10 years since the age of digital transformation has begun. That's what I think it will get to eventually, Manisha, in the next five years or so. Great stuff. Thank you for that. And it's obviously very helpful to have the goalposts 
which were laid out with that customer report from Accenture. It's much better when you know what it is your customers are actually looking for. Okay, I'm afraid we have to wrap it up there, but it's been an excellent and fascinating conversation with you both. Thank you for sharing the time. We were listening to Dr. Shantanu Bhattacharya, Chief Technologist for Data and Analytics at the NatWest Group. And also joining us on this podcast was Ujwal Jyoti, Managing Director, Accenture FS India. Many thanks to both of you. We have to leave it there. Thanks again to our listeners for joining us for this episode of Enterprise Transformation. If you have any feedback or questions about this podcast or the topics we've discussed today, you can contact us at accenture.com forward slash generative AI. This podcast is produced by EI Studios, the custom content division of Economist Impact. Economist Impact.